Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, the theme of the night was cheated, and Vanessa Gibson shared a story about parental irresponsibility. I was born in Mexico. My first language was Spanish, and I grew up in California in a little city called Daly City, not far from uh, San Francisco. And uh, I grew up in the early 80s, and a very popular movie that had just come out was the very first Superman. And, uh, you know, everybody loved that movie. I loved that movie. And, you know, Superman uh, was very handsome. He was very uh, trustworthy. He was there for you. So he really, like, reminded me a lot of my dad. My dad had a lot of those qualities. He had these big blue eyes. He uh, was uh, tall and handsome and just, you know, he always made me feel safe. Anytime it was cold outside and uh, I just wanted that warm hand to hold, you know, I would hold his hand if it was cold outside, and I would feel very warm and very safe. Well, um, at the time, my dad was uh, working on his uh, law degree. My mom had come into some inheritance money, so she was paying for him to go to law school. And uh, he tried passing the bar exam like four times in California. He couldn't pass it, so eventually he tried in Texas. He passed, so we had moved to Texas, and uh, we moved to San Antonio. Things were going pretty good. I thought I had a great family. Things were going good. Uh, He had his own law office in downtown San Antonio, and at the time uh, that I was uh, 14, uh, I was in eighth grade, and since uh, he worked in downtown San Antonio, and it was a long drive from our house, um, he would pick me up from school and, and uh, take me to his office, and then he would work the rest of the day. And I would just do homework and chat with the secretaries, and I just thought that, you know, just uh, secretarial stuff was so cool. Just, I love the smell of new pencils and all the pens and all the little notepads, and, and I thought, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a secretary and work with my dad, and I just thought that was just the coolest thing to help him out in his, uh, in his law office, because whenever the secretaries would leave for the day, I would um, sit at their office with all their cool pictures and stuff everywhere, and I would answer the phone for him. So one day, I uh, was working on my algebra, normal day, and the phone rang, and I picked it up, and I was about to say my little introduction, but instead, my dad had picked it up already on his end. He was in a separate room, and um, he didn't realize that I had picked it up, so he started talking to this woman, and they were saying very, like, romantic things to each other. Um, And I love you, and I miss you, I can't wait to see you. And this lady was not my mom. I could tell very, very right away that it was not my mom. So um, I listened for a few minutes. I was stunned. I was shocked. And um, eventually I couldn't hear anymore, so 
I, I carefully put the phone back down and I walked out of there and I went into like the little library where all the law books were and stuff. And I sat there and I didn't know what to do. Um, and for the first time I had this feeling I had never had before of hatred. Like I never hated anybody before, but suddenly I just hated my dad because how could he do this to my mom after she had set him up this way and, and they'd been married all these years and everything. And, and so uh, I thought about all these computers and books and shelves that I could just knock over and things that I could break and, and all these crashing noises I could make. But, you know, I just sat there, and I didn't do that, but I was just trying to figure out what to do. So eventually um, I gathered myself up, and, and I went over, and I knocked on my dad's door, and um, he, he waved me in, and I sat down, and I said, so when were you going to tell mom? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, dad, I heard you talking to that woman. Um, and he says, oh, Sylvia, she's just a client. She's, she's just very loving. She's just like that with everybody. I said, no, dad, I heard you tell him, tell her that you love her and that you miss her, you wouldn't just say that to any client. So eventually he was like, okay, well, just please don't tell your mom. Please don't tell your mom. I want to tell her myself. I don't want you to be any more involved than you already are. I'll tell her tonight, I promise. And, you know, those words, I promise, I mean, they're, they're strong words, but uh, I used to believe him when he would promise things, but um, from then on, he would promise a lot of things that that never came true. Anyway, three days later, he still hadn't told my mom, and um, you know how when you go through a traumatic experience and you're very emotional, sometimes you don't remember all the little details of what happened and how it happened, but I do remember telling my mom I don't remember what she said. I don't remember exactly what her face looked like, but I do remember this feeling of deep rejection and sadness that came from her. So um, time went by, and uh, I turned 15, and uh, that summer, me and my brother went to a summer camp, and my parents did a trial separation. Um, it was um, only supposed to be temporary. They were going through therapy. They were trying to work on their marriage and trying to see if they could fix things. So things started getting back into sort of a, somewhat of a routine um, until this um, night in uh, October uh, when I was just upstairs just being a kid, listening to music, trying on different shades of lipstick, and suddenly uh, my mom called me from downstairs, and she's like, Vanessa, Vanessa, but not like I was in trouble. It was more like she was frantic, like, like you know, something really terrible was happening. So I ran downstairs, and she said, come on, come on, come on, we got to go, we got to go. And I said, where are we going? And she said, um, we're going over to your dad's apartment. Um, he's meeting up with that woman. 
and and uh, she told me that she had figured out the code on his answering machine, so she had figured out that that uh, they were going to be meeting that night at their at his apartments. And um, you know, for months, my dad had been telling her that the relationship was over, and he was working on just the two of them. But um, but my mom insisted that she wasn't seeing ghosts and all this, and she. And so uh, she was just frantic, and she said, come on, come on, let's get in the car. And it wasn't like we were being taken at gunpoint, but it's kind of how it felt. Um, Like lightning bolts were just shooting through my body, and and it's just everything was happening very fast. So we got to his apartment, and it was probably about 11 o'clock at night. And... um, and uh, we parked the car, and my brother, who's two years younger than me, he didn't want to get out of the car. So my mom let him stay in the car. And me and my mom, like, marched up to the door, and she pounded on the door, and we saw, like, a little bit of movement in the blinds. And, and so, uh, but nobody came to the door. So, we, so she pounded on the door again, and so finally, he comes to the door, and he's like, you know, looking all fake, sleepy and stuff, and, whoa, what's going on? And, and, and so uh, only I had been to his apartment before. She hadn't. So she said, Vanessa, where's the bedroom? Where's the bedroom? And so I pointed, and, and she ran to the bedroom like her hair was on fire. And, um, but by the time she got there, the door was locked. And so she was pounding on the door, calling her a whore and a bitch and a slut. And I didn't know what to do, so I just started doing it too. And I was... <laughs> so I was, I was saying all those words and calling all those names. And this was going on for a while. And I didn't know how it was going to end. You know, like, what are we... You know, and, 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 this, and my mom was saying, I'm not leaving until you come out here and face me. And blah, but she wasn't coming out. So, um, so uh, you know, I, I went to the kitchen and I pulled out this long butcher knife. And I wasn't going to use it, but I just wanted to scare them. I just wanted to get a reaction out of them, just to get them to stop all this insanity. So... I have this butcher knife in my hand, and, and, and my dad says, Vanessa, put it down. So the moment I put it down, he slapped me across the face. And, and I just kind of like whipped my face around, and I just looked at him. And then that's when my mom finally broke down and said, okay, we're leaving, we're leaving. And she grabbed me up and and you know, I was numb. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So, um, so she grabbed me up, and and, and we left. And uh, you know, like I said, this was in around October time frame. And uh, and uh, for Valentine's Day that year, my dad decided to give Sylvia. A nice Valentine's Day gift, which was to divorce my mom. And um, with uh, the laws the way they are and stuff, he had to wait six months before he could marry Sylvia. So, 
he did marry Sylvia six months later. And about four weeks after that, I was four weeks pregnant. And none of the adults could figure out how I could be so irresponsible. <laughs> you know? So in the end, I, I kept the baby. Uh, he is 23 years old now. He lives in Norfolk with his boyfriends. And we see each other not every day, but about every other day. And we're there for each other and, and love each other very much. And, um, you know, it made me, one of the things that made me realize was when we're kids, we think that we really only need our parents until we're 18, and then we're going to be an adult, and then we don't need them anymore. But that's so far from true. I'm 40 now. I still wish I had my dad because, um, you know, when I graduated college, my, dad's, my dad wasn't there, and I felt cheated. I felt cheated from having him there. He wasn't there to walk me down the aisle. He wasn't there to travel with me to Mexico for my mom's funeral. But what I learned in the end was that uh, I had to be the superhero of my own life. And I know that now. Thank you. That was Vanessa Gibson on being cheated. If you think you have a story and you have the courage to tell it on stage, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you can submit your story and be considered for an upcoming show. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.